0: The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, wishing to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, this one began to build, but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king, marching into battle, would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for terms of peace. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has been rather hard on his listeners of late. Over the course of the past few Sundays, we have again and and again encountered what sometimes are categorically referred to as the hard sayings of Jesus. Things like, humble yourselves and take the lowest place. For whoever humbles himself will be exalted, but whoever exalts himself will be humbled. He told us, strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many will strive to enter, but will not be strong enough. The road to perdition is wide and spacious, but the path to the kingdom is narrower and more constricted. Do not think, he said, that I have come to establish peace on the earth. No, I tell you, rather, division. These sayings remind us that while the gospel message is basically simple, love God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself but it's not easy. Salvation is free, but it is not to be had cheaply, if you will. As the great Protestant theologian and martyr, uh, executed uh, during the Second World War uh, by uh, Hitler and the Nazis, uh, wrote in his book entitled The Cost of Discipleship, that um, there is a cost to it. Uh, It requires of us difficult choices. And it reminds us that the life we are called to live is far more than simply being nice people. Now, don't mistake me, I think being a nice person is good and important. We should be polite, and we should be considerate, and we should do all those things that you know, good manners entail. But that's not what the gospel's about. The gospel is a summons to to sanctity, to what we might call the heroism of holiness. And holiness entails making hard, difficult choices. Choices about good and evil, right and wrong what is what is most precious indeed ultimately holiness is about determining in life what that one necessary thing is that's why jesus says things today like again continuing to sort of pummel us with these hard sayings whoever would come to me without hating father and mother wife and children brother and sister and even his own life, cannot be my disciple. Now, Jesus says this because he loves us. But sometimes the love we encounter in Christ is a kind of a tough love, a love that reminds us of what's at stake in this whole thing. What's at stake is eternal life or eternal death. Union with God forever in joy and peace, or separation from God forever in sorrow and, and woe. And so from time to time, out of love for us, Jesus has to remind us of the choices that will be necessary if we would be followers of Jesus. Not just followers at the beginning, but followers all the way through to the end, reminding ourselves that, you know, Jesus chose 12 followers, 12 disciples, but only 11 of them were able to see it through to the end. There was one who didn't, Judas. And so Jesus reminds us today about this this cost, that will be necessary. And he uses two images to help us understand this, the image of building a tower and the image of going into battle. What makes a tower difficult to build is what makes anything, you know, building that we try to erect a a challenge. It requires effort. It requires planning. It requires attention to certain details. And part of what makes it difficult is that we're working against the pull of gravity. You know, gravity tries to pull everything down. If you've ever tried to climb a mountain, if you've ever had to go up, you know, a a tall set of stairs or a ladder, you have a sense of this. You know, the steeper the incline, the harder it is because we're working against a force that's pulling us in the opposite direction where we're trying to go. While we know that geographically speaking, physically speaking, heaven is not up, still in a psychological sense and in a very important spiritual sense, I think there's something valid to that notion that heaven is a summons upward in life. But that summons upward faces the resistance of something trying to pull us downward. And the ultimate goal of moving upward all the way to heaven will involve encountering this resistance that keeps, you know, trying to yank us in the other direction, to pull us down even as we're striving to rise and to embrace a higher and more noble but also more challenging way of life. The other analogy is that of going into battle, a reminder that the gospel will uh, inevitably face us with forces that will oppose us, that stand in opposition to Christ. We live in a world that in a variety of different ways and oftentimes very persuasively very attractively very seductively trying to get us to choose things that are contrary to christ and when we choose christ there will be resistance that we face opposition hindrance sometimes even of a violent sort as we see happening in parts of our world today and the choice for Christ also means a choice, perhaps, to live sacrificially, even to the point of sacrificing one's own life. That's why in the Catholic tradition, you know, we have this crucifix when we gather for worship, a prominent and central image of the price that Christ paid for our sake and of the life and the way that Christ is calling us to to follow in. The building of a tower, the uh, engaging in a battle, these are difficult undertakings. And Jesus reminds us there is a need to sit down and to sort of calculate that cost to determine not just do I have you know, the inclination to begin, but do I have the determination and the willpower to see it through? And in a sense, reminding us that ultimately we cannot see it through unless we rely upon God and the grace that God supplies. The way of the cross is folly, it's foolishness according to the way the world thinks. And the world will deem us a bunch of idiots if we follow this path. But it is a wisdom, not a wisdom of the world. It's a wisdom from heaven. And with that wisdom also comes a power, what we call the Holy Spirit, that will supply us with strength to see the task through. Now, God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit isn't going to simply do it all for us as if we just sort of kick back and, you know, coast all the way through. No, salvation is ultimately a combination of both our human effort, our sincere, persistent, dedicated human effort, but following a wisdom and relying upon a strength that is more than just our own. And that's what today's first reading reminds us. God's ways are impenetrable on a purely human basis. It's only if we receive the wisdom from God through the guidance of the Holy Spirit that we can perceive and and, and pursue that life that God summons us to know and that God wants to help us to find. There is a hymn, as David mentioned in the introduction. It's a hymn we're going to sing in a few moments. It's an old Quaker hymn. It's called, How Can I Keep From Singing? And the very last verse of that hymn goes like this. The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart A fountain ever springing All things are mine if I am his. How can I keep from singing? The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. All things are mine if I am his. How can I keep from singing? The Gospel reminds us, we can gain everything the world has to offer, but if in the process we lose Christ, then everything we we have gained will be vanity and emptiness. It will dissolve and dissipate right before our eyes. But we can lose everything the world has to offer, but if we gain Christ, then we will gain everything and more than we can even imagine.